They call it the People's Open. They call it the ultimate party. But has the WM Phoenix Open gone too far? Well, totally out of control on nearly every single hole is the way at least one pro described it. And this year we saw a highlight reel on social media of fights going down with between fans, interactions with the players. We even had one woman fall out of the grandstands on 16 and get injured. But the question I really have is, is it all too much or is it, excuse the pun, par for the course? And for the PGA Tour, can they truly have their cake and eat it too? Because we know that this is one of the most exciting events on the schedule, mm -hmm. but to a certain extent, there is a component of it that leaves a little bit of a black eye on the sport when it gets out of control. Mike, I don't know if you saw this, but they even had at one point the the police department and the fire marshals had to shut down alcohol sales this yeah. year because it's it got to tell that you something, point. right? It's got to tell you something. Yeah, I mean this this thing goes down is arguably like the most fun event for golfers, golf people, golf fans, golf fanatics, golf buddies. They they, they look forward to it every year to go out and just make it an ultimate blackout. But is this what the tour is going for? Like right. honestly, I wanted to think today, like if the tour was like Monaghan and all them were sitting around a table, how do you think they would have grade how it went? That's just the thing. And I think there's there's a, a torn, there's a feeling of being torn between good and bad. And there's we're going to talk about, like, is there ways that it can kind of exist in this way? Uh, or maybe even, has it really not gone too far? Do players truly kind of know what they're getting into when they sign up for this event? And I would personally be fearful of stealing the soul from this event. I've talked about it yeah, here on the podcast before. Totally. I think you can have different tones and different vibes at different um, tournaments. I truly believe we have a, a, a world where the WM can exist on the schedule and in all of its rowdiness and have the masters on that same type of schedule where it's saying two very, very different stylistically events. But yep. again, it's a, you're driving and creating a culture at those events. Yeah, definitely. And, and yep. kind of spoiler alert here. I want to get your take in a second too, but it's kind of spoiler alert. I'm not necessarily for stamping down, you know, and, and look, I say this with a grain of salt and I know people will say stuff in the comments because I'm never going to be a proponent of intentionally trying to uh, ruin a, a player's swing by swinging uh, by screaming in their backswing, you know, in the, the intention of it. I'm, right. I'm never going to go for that. Right. I'm never going to go for overly drunkenness. Oh, you know, being fighting and things like that. I want to make sure that you still got an event that I could safely bring my kids to, yes. you know, at least have a spot where I could be, you know, not worrying about mm -hmm. somebody drunk falling down on top of them or something like that. But that being said, I think there's a slippery slope that we don't steal the soul of this event and I'll still allow there to be a party and a, a chance for people to to, you know, celebrate the game in a way that is a much more party atmosphere. Sounds like you got a game plan. <laughs> I wish I did. I mean, what I do you think? I mean, how could they make it or because I feel well, like first just of all, a, do you think it's gone too far this year? No doubt. Okay. I feel like in previous years it was wild but tame. Yeah, they throw some cups onto them, they had to clean them up, you know, you know, that stuff. Right. Different, you know, it, it's it's like I said, different but great. I'm a proponent for the like you said, not taking the soul out of this event. It is the people's open. People like to go there, they like to party. Yep. So I don't know, but maybe there are ways. Like even some of the things where they like uh, on all that footage of people lining up and running. Right. 
Like that's nuts. It, it it can get a little bit out of hand, but but that's rock concert stuff. It is like a rock concert, but general admission rock running. concerts also exist, and we're not up in arms about it, complaining about it. You know, you see a lot of reporters reporting on this and being a little bit disgusted with mm-hmm. how it went. They don't talk about that at a rock show. Now I, I can understand, like you say, golf golf uh, tournament's not a rock show, but maybe there's a place for that to a certain extent, but. Let's just quickly go over just some of the individual incidents that kind of happened out there, because I think that also kind of sheds light and maybe people didn't catch everything, but I I think each one of these is nuanced in its own thing. The first one I want to talk about, which I think is kind of one of the most important signals is for the players themselves. We saw frustration boiling over. Um, You know, we, we don't get the full story because it's just whatever was shared in little social media posts and clips. But the first one that stood out was, of course, with Zach Johnson, um, who's normally, as we know, a very level-headed guy. Mm. He's not new to this at all. He's been around the sport. He's been in very heated Ryder Cup events where we see a similar level Mm. of energy, Ryder Cup captain, things like that. For the first time, I think we've seen Zach Johnson get more elevated than we've ever seen before. He finally went over to the crowd, and he basically he basically telling the crowd that's enough, but he does it in a heated way. From what I can piece together, it sounds like he was really getting egged on by the fans for his Ryder Cup performance. Uh, there's still I'm wondering what they said. Yeah, I mean, look, there's still a little tension. Was there anything there. about what was said? We just caught Zach's response. We just caught the last bit of Zach's response. So I didn't personally see anything surface of exactly what caused him to boil over. But you had, again, a guy who's normally very level-headed and would normally tune the crowd out directly engaging with the crowd. Then you had Billy Horschel come at the crowd. Um, And and here, too, I I get it to a certain extent. There was some screaming and yelling that were happening in another player's backswing. Billy Horschel came into the defense of that player and said, hey, basically, in so many words, with a few more obscenities, he said, Mm -hmm. we're working here. Yeah. Like, you can't do this. Yeah. It it kind of reminded me of... of Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Totally. Right? You said it. What was it, a rock concert? Like, go back to your shanties. Shanties. I mean, that's terrible. Because Horschel was shooter in that situation. In a certain way. And that's why I kind of wonder, like, do, do we have to feel bad for these players or is there a component of saying guys you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. and i think it's nuanced so like there's two things one heckling shouting at guys caveat other than when they're actually swinging i don't think i can get too mad at fans for that it happens in every other sport Sure. You think about, you know, the NBA and, and the guys walking, you know, through the tunnel and how close they are on the floor there. You think about the same thing with the NFL, hockey. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, you, these guys We don't are, quiet down for a free throw. Well, not only that, like the heckling specifically. Yeah. Oh, no doubt it about happens, it. It happens players, it's part of being a professional to a certain extent is being able to tune that out. We've seen some players use it as motivation to do mm-hmm. better. Look at Brian Harmon in the Open this year. He was being followed and heckled the entire time. Now, I think one guy took it too far, and he has to have him removed. Yeah. But, you know, he, he said, I use that as motivation. To me, I don't 
believe that we're in a world now where we have to make sure that everyone, you know, is watching what they're saying and not heckling. Like that's part of fandom, sure. whether you like it oh, or yeah, not. Now I you agree. make a personal choice whether you want to do that. I would never do that. Right. I know that these are human beings. I'm not. I don't. Wouldn't feel very great about myself going there and heckling mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. But these are crowds. These are sporting events. If you guys disagree with me, let me know in the comments. It's always going to be a heckler. But I think that that to a certain extent, heckling happens. Yep. Now. The other side of that, intentionally messing with someone's performance by trying to yell or shout in their backswing, I'm, I'm really not cool with that. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 mm -hmm. golf really is the only sport I can think of, maybe other than bowling, darts, you know, <laughs> things like this, right? Yeah. Where te tennis, yeah. where the crowd will be silent, allowing them to perform. Right. Every other sport, it's part of the sport that the crowd and its home game advantage is a large part of this. Yep. The crowd will intentionally be loud, distracting. You know, you think about behind a free throw, like you said, and, and making like a lot yeah. of noise. And players are required to find a way to tune that out. Yeah. The free throw is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder, are we being too sensitive as golfers, not allowing that? Yeah, that's a good point. Now, I you, do not want to live in a world. I was just going to say, we want this at every event. Where every event, people are shouting everybody's backswings. <laughs> but do I think it, to a certain extent, if it's expected, players can, can tune, you know, put more of a deaf ear to it? And what I mean by that is, when they walk through that tunnel into, into 16, they know they're going to be taking that swing, that tee shot, with a lot of background noise and screaming. Because yes. they don't get quiet there. Right. So... As a golfer, if you expect it, is that acceptable? I mean, if I think if you expect it, it's fine. Same with Ryder Cup. You know that first tee, people are going to be chanting and booing, and it's different. Right. You expect it. I think it's fine. So what it drives, the question then for me is that whose fault really is it? Should players be getting upset like that and fighting with the crowds, or should players say, I, you know, I, I signed up for the – for the the wampo yeah i know what i'm signing up yeah, for. yeah that's what i think elevated event a lot of money on the line great venue great fans i mean come on they're great a lot of them are great they're there to support the sport they're the handful or the whatever that are going to do the bad things i think you just got to brush that off yeah. well I think, I think it's a strong point you make there because the fact is it's amplified and made louder by social media mm, no but doubt. the reality was for the many, many their attendants. We're talking tens, if not hundreds of thousands who attended over the four days. 90% of them were perfectly drunk. Oh, no, I would say, <laughs> I'd say the 10% who got so drunk that yes. we witnessed them falling down hills, yes. fighting, fighting, stuff like that is only the 10 maximum percentage of the total right. attendance. I Someone think you just a video see of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Where you see it and it gets amplified and it gets reshared and reshared. We also live in a world now where like everything gets amplified that way through social media. So I do agree. I think that it would be way wrong to just broadly label all the fans there as being overly wild or overly crazy, yeah. whatever it may be. But what I'm coming back to saying is that I think there's a certain responsibility that's put on the players of saying, you know, you're signing up for the event and all the fun that comes with it. Players have fun too, putting the jerseys on, on yeah, 16, definitely. Uh, riling up the crowd. You can't, 
have your cake and eat it too. You got to understand for a certain degree of that, there's also going to be the other side. There's going to be some heckling. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, one thing I can't get aboard, I can't agree with, like I said, intentionally shouting or doing something loud and distracting in the backswing. Other people, you guys, let it, let us know in the comments. You may say, hey, that's acceptable in other sports. It's fine by me. Get over it. Right. I would but, say there's still a component of golf and uh, but I like I like what you said before about each spot has that different vibe. You've got the white glove steakhouse experience at Augusta. Yeah. And you got the frat party in Phoenix. You know, like each stop you got the uh the walk up music at the Zurich. Little vibe here and there, it's a little different. Well, that's I where mean, I'm saying like ultimately we has as fans have a choice of what event we want to attend. And them as players have largely a choice. Now, you can make the argument for signature events. There's guys who have to be there as part of that whole thing. But they they have a choice of Mm -hmm. whether they want to be in the field at an event. I personally, going back to my analogy earlier, having young kids myself probably wouldn't take them to that event. I would pick maybe another event. But if it was in my backyard, then, you know, and it was my only real choice, then I would want to make sure that it was a safe environment. You think Frank 20 years ago was going to the waste management? Yeah, yeah definitely. No doubt. Full experience. And, and I think, <laughs> again, there is nothing wrong yeah. with going there and having a good yeah. time. I really had no problem with it. I know a lot of people got heated with it when the hole-in-one was made last year and the cups went on the field. To me, that's no different than a hockey game. Yeah, trick. Yeah, and, and so, you know, it happens. They take two minutes and they clean it up and we move on, mm-hmm. right? Don't steal the soul of this event by making it to a point where it's just no fun at all. Yeah. So right. that being said, we have some ideas of how I think we can keep this event as being the ultimate party, you know, as mm-hmm. being the people's open but protect against a certain degree of a black eye that's put yeah. on it when it goes too far. So let's let's do a pause. Let's do a word from our sponsors and let's just talk about that a little bit. All right, guys, you know we've been using Ripstick for more than a year now, and it truly is the ultimate golf speed training system because it comes with eight different weight combinations. They're all in that one stick, so it makes it very fast, easy, and convenient for you to switch between that overload and underload training, which is basically a fancy way of saying adding weight or taking weight away. But to make that speed training even easier, Ripstick has a free app. Uh, It really is your true accountability partner. Yes, Uh, I love that it Mm -hmm. just kind of takes all of the guesswork out for me it was really the first time that i was doing any sort of speed training and as part of that like i wanted something that would just like absolutely make it full foolproof and that's what i got from the app so it's going to tell you what you need to do each day and the the training is really easy it's 15 minutes per session you do it three times a week but it'll tell you what training you're doing that day it'll help you follow your progress Mm -hmm. by entering your speed numbers and it really even gets down to telling you when to rest so we've been seeing gains from it it's like I said, it's a really effective system. It's a simple system to use. And it's also pretty easily one of the most affordable ones I've ever seen out there. It really there. is, yeah. It's not Especially bad. when you use our code. So use code GOLFICITY. You get 20% off site-wide. And make it a dedication. This year, gain a couple extra miles an hour. You're going to hit those par fives in two uh, and really start to outdrive your buddies. So Ripstick is the key. Go check it out. Use that code GOLFICITY to get 20% off site-wide. And we all aspire to outperform the player we were yesterday. I mean, this takes practice, commitment, and trusting your golf ball that it's going to perform the way you need it on every type of shot. 
The Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X offer advanced technology and performance that rewards your best swings and helps you shoot lower scores. Both models are exceptionally long, they deliver consistent flight, and feature unrivaled control. So quick difference, the Pro V1, it's best for a combination of distance, spin, and feel. In the game, it delivers that uh, that penetrating flight uh, versus the Pro V1X, which I play. It's, it flies a little bit higher. It spins more in the short game uh, while still giving you the low spin on longer shots to maximize your distance. So you can find out more about the Pro V1 and the Pro V1X, including which is best for you and your game. Go check it all out at Titleist.com. And huge thanks to FootJoy. We love the Hydro line of rain jackets. I mean, they're designed to protect players in everything from light mists to heavy downpours. I mean, whether you're at Pebble or Florida or wherever you are, you know you're going to get hit with rain. So you got to check this stuff out. Uh, featuring DryJoy's waterproof technology, the Hydro series provides the ultimate protection for any player, no matter where you play. These lightweight designs make it easy uh, to store in your golf bag. I love just folding it up, throwing it in the bag. Don't have to worry about it. I know it's in there just in case the clouds come and the rain starts to fall uh so definitely check out the entire lineup of hydro series just go to footjoy.com all right so getting back into it before we talk about what i think is could be some subtle changes that can be made also understand like i said it's really going back to even if you did made no changes mm-hmm. you're going to have some players who truly thrive in that environment I, I think there's guys who just feed off of that energy sure and they're going to whether whether it's it's heckling or it's cheering they're going to be able to kind of like navigate through that and po- possibly even perform better sure yeah there's gonna be guys on the other side that it's just it's too much they're not used to it whatever it may be and it might be ultimately their decision going forward of whether they attend the event yeah. or they don't right you know they, we saw others who set the event out this year I'm not saying that's the reason why but guys like Victor Hovland and others um, it was not a signature event this year year oh it wasn't uh no i don't oh, believe it was a signature event okay. so as part of that like some of these guys did not have to mm-hmm. um so there's there's that aspect of it but can this be something that can be kind of changed or maybe even dialed back and and like when i say dial back i i want to say that in a way that's saying like without stealing the soul of the event i still think that it should be a, a part the party tone is what gives it its life sure and i think it's what brings a different audience to some of some events and i think it variety and diversity in the game is what's so important sure right I agree. yeah now you can go to the obvious uh alcohol sales there were i know there were certain aspects of it now we weren't physically in attendance just watching this from the outside and keeping an eye on social media i know there was some that was like kind of like an all you can drink areas and things like that maybe that's pushing it and going a little bit too far it's also the length of the event. I know that I, I, whether this is kind of a, an excuse or not, there was a lot of being thrown around. It was due to the weather and, and the rain delays. delays. And what do you do during they rain They were delay? there longer, so there was more time to drink. I get all that. But this is not the first kind of event with drinking and rowdiness and crowd control. It's not like any of this would necessarily be a surprise, delays or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I, I think... If we can live in a world where you can have massive day-long parties that are these concerts, like huge concerts, yep. think Lollapalooza yep, or whatever, right. which of course, there's going to be drunkenness, there's going to be a little rowdiness, but it largely comes out unscathed, yep. except for the rare occasion where it goes too far, maybe there's a riot, it, you know, there's a way to control for this, so can we learn from that mm-hmm. and apply it to things like the Wampo? You know, you have at these major, you know, um, 
music festivals, you have the same type of things. You have guys pre-gaming, mm-hmm. you know, you be, you know, alcohol sales, all that type of stuff. Sure. If they can crowd control and get everyone in, have a good time and get everyone out again safely. Why can't we do that here? Is it just that we need to say, let's face it for what it is, guys, the, the, the culture here that we've created throughout the years and largely even to the tour and them, their own kind of detriment, like is what they share on social media, what they put out there is that it's a, it's a party. They yeah, share no, that definitely. stuff. That's right? what they label it as. Yep. Exactly. So this is what we created. Let's just make sure it's, it, it can be a safe party for everyone. More security. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when, the, when, if a fight looks like it's going to break out and I understand it's over, a, it's over a, a wide, big area, but so are these huge music festivals. Yeah. Right. Jump in there, separate that, get the, get them out of there. Uh, bartenders cutting people off, individuals off when they've had too much to drink, mm-hmm. you know, going th- kind of through and security through the crowds. If you see uh, people stacking up cups and it seems like it's going too far, putting a, a t- tamper that down a little bit. Am I uh, being unreasonable? I mean, I don't work in security. Am I being unreasonable by thinking that that's possible? No, I think it's absolutely right. I mean, you could definitely do things that can limit. I mean, do you think it's necessary to have people line up for the 16th hole? Well, you know, that was the other idea I was thinking about. We saw, first of all, I I don't know if you caught this, but, um, and I don't know how even true it was, but it was reported on that there were some seats on 16 actually on the tee box that were going for $24,000 per seat. Yeah, that's nuts. Which is crazy when you think that's about as expensive as any ticket went for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? Yep. But I was thinking, why not do a... And, and, and I'm speaking with this a little bit being slightly naive in the fact that I've not attended the event. So if I'm, if there's something in this that I, I missing, then let me know in the comments, but sell your general admission tickets and then secondarily sell tickets for 16. Mm-hmm. And I mean, individual seats, like choose your seat, like you would a concert. Right. So you eliminate that everyone lining up at four in the morning, sprinting in and having nothing to do for hours but drink. Right. If it's open. See, that's the other thing. I don't know when that starts. When they open up that. When they open that game, people run in, the alcohol is open? I don't know. Or, but listen, let's not be naive. There's probably pre-gaming. There's probably people putting, putting some flasks in. I'm sure there's people coming from the night before, not sleeping. Who, I yeah, mean, who it, knows? <laughs> they might be drink, but like, I don't know exactly when the alcohol opens. But if we just had an event like where it was just like, you know, gates open an hour before the first tea time or, or two hours before and then six the 16th hole where we have a stadium is ticketed per seat so there's no yeah i think that's a good move right you have almost like limiting the amount of time to drink to right. a certain extent right so you're limiting your your action to only 16 but for some people that's probably all they want to hang out at well right. if i could buy a seat at 16 and still wander around and then go back to my seat Okay. You know what I'm saying? I like that. But 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 versus the idea of it being kind of a first come first serve environment and everyone sprinting to to grab a seat on 16. Right. Yeah. You know, cuz now the way that at least all the events that we've attended, you get a general admission ticket and then you can bounce around and wherever there's a seat you grab one like in certain grandstands. Now, separately of course there's the private boxes and things like that that have their own you sure. know, whatever it may, may be. But again, I'm not in crowd control. I'm not in security, but I just got to think there's got to be a way that you can do this. Yeah, I like that play. Just knock knock a little bit of the excessive drinking and rowdiness out while still allowing people to go in there, 
have drinks, have friends, mm-hmm. you know, fun with their friends, and let it be a loud, still loud environment. That's what people do at other golf tournaments. Right. They just go, they have a couple drinks, they walk around, they follow their favorite golfers, and they go home. Right. But what I'm saying is if I wanted to attend this event, and let's say, I think you just have 12 beers. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, me personally, I, I probably wouldn't be able to get out of bed the next day if I did that. But if I went there and said, I'm going to have 12 beers, but I'm going to have a great time, but I'm not going to, you know, get in a fight. I'm not going to excessively, to a certain extent, heckle a player. Mm-hmm. But if I want to shout, if I want to be like, when they miss the to green. a certain extent, yeah. like, let that happen. No doubt. That's the, to me, no that doubt. is distilled down the soul of this yep. event in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say 12 beers is the soul of the event, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Going there, having a good time, having a party is the soul of the event. So I say allow that. And then, like you were saying, no other than any other, you know, event on the schedule, if, again, there's levels. If it gets excessive, if you've got one guy no different than Happy Gilmore is following another guy around all day, just letting him have it, heckling, heckling, heckling to the point where it's, it's beyond a reasonable distraction. And that player says to security please escort him out. Fine. Yeah. Right. Fine. But as a general overall crowd, I think there's gotta be some give and take where players gotta be like, I need to mentally prepare, work with my mental coach, whatever you gotta do mentally prepare that on this event, there's going to be some screaming in your backswing. Yeah, and use it some to your advantage. Some of it may be unintentional. You right. get that many people in one place. We saw it multiple times. We saw it on, on one of Tagala's chip shots that, the scream was so loud from 16 because it's something that I think Scotty Scheffler had done. Uh-huh. It like kind of distracted him a little bit. Yeah. Unintentional. Totally. Unintentional. Un- they don't know what he's doing right. over there. That happens at majors. Right. We so hear- I'm saying is like to a certain extent as players, you got to be like, I get into this event. I got to know it's going to get loud. I got to be in my zone. I say use it to your advantage. Like you said. Yeah. Go in there. If, you, if you're able to conquer it, you might be able to get a leg up on this field. But you, there was one thing, just side note, that I did really like about the, the, about the, uh, the event was Smiley and Kisner on the 16th, 17th, 16th. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they had a little booth with a microphone as guys were coming up, and then they would go down to them. Dan Hicks would go down to Smiley, over to you at 16. And and it was like Smiley was like the altar boy trying to keep Kiz, like make sure he doesn't say anything or do anything bad. Yeah. But like the two Rain of them talking in. about how like when they used to play the whole, they, like and every guy that comes up, you know they're friends with them, so like they're talking to each other. And he's like, oh, this guy just told us that he's going to hit a hole-in-one here. So like I thought that was a different dynamic for the game that was cool. It yeah. was like on the lo- on the ground location of like firsthand experience commentary. I thought that was great. So I mean, I'm like chalking one up as a win there, and that's Something why I'm new. saying like like we have to do a way that we don't steal the soul of this event, where that that fun aspect yeah. that wa- that to a right. certain extent that wildness that we see on 16 is still allowed to proceed. Right. You know, and and again, it doesn't get to that point where it's just like where so many people are getting like. I, again, I, I, I don't, because I wasn't there, I don't want to place a label of blame, but like I, I would go to thinking like possibly was there people being overserved, yeah. you know, too much out there. I wonder how much money they had to be, Yeah. You know? I, it makes me wonder. Like, I don't know. I haven't been to the event, but like I think about the other events we go to and it's like $10, 10 $12, 12 a beer. 15, yeah. I mean, maybe some people would be like, yo, I'm dropping 300 bucks today on beer. Like, Between I don't know. that and all the waste management's like pro shop gear that people are loading up because they're drunk spending, they must spend at that event. Look, the event spend. makes money. We know the event makes money and it yeah. gets a lot of eyeballs. But, but like I said, I think that there, there's a way and I also think that there's a certain degree of just understanding that 
the majority of the people who were there, I think, were safe. They were good. They were they you know they the rowdy is fine. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. It's just for the few that crossed the line, I think it got incredibly amplified. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are some some of the players, the players who did allow frustrations either boil over or spoke out on social media after the fact. I think to a certain extent, they need to understand like this came as no surprise. It's not like a rowdy crowd came in and overtook the masters. And it's like, what's going on? I was never expecting this. Yeah. Guys, you walked into that tunnel, whatever it may be, you full well knew what was going to happen. Sure. You know, and it's, it's at the end of the day, players were all safe. It was not like, and God forbid, none of us would ever want to see this, but it was not like there were people attacking a player, anything like that. Sure, you got the occasional streaker. Yeah. You get you that. Get, yeah, you get that. But the sand angels. People out there. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah. you get people out there, you know, I say heckling, things like that. We got to remember at the end of the day, it's a sport. Right. And it happens in other sports, and other, you know, athletes get through mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I understand golf, it, it, it's, there's a lot of things to like about the quietness to a certain extent mm-hmm. and the tradition of golf in some aspects, but it's not like this is a vibe that's overtaking all of the tournaments. And if you liked that aspect of golf, you'd be like, that's gone now. Yeah, right. You can get that. Mm-hmm. Go to the Masters. Go to the U.S. Open. Exactly. Go to whatever it may right. be. The Waste Management, is, or now the WM, has its own very <laughs> special place. And I don't think it's time to, to kill that. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. So you guys weigh in in the comments. Let us know. Did it go too far or is it going just far enough? And if so, like, what, what are the changes that, if anything, you would make to future versions of the Wampo? Let us know in the comments. We'll see you in the next one.